Hey everybody, this is Kian, and welcome to another episode of Kiki with Kian, Season 2, Episode 2. It is the 5th of November 2019, and like last week, I promised I will be back next week for a new episode. Uh, This season, I'm trying to be more consistent with the episodes, so I'm trying to do one at least within every 10 days. Um... Coming up with these topics are kind of hard, and sometimes they're a little emotionally draining, so... Plus, I have a lot of side things I've been doing, so... You know, I'm turning 30 next year. You know, my wild 20s, you know, is coming to an end in the next eight, seven months. Oh, my gosh. So, I'm just trying to make sure I get everything together. But I appreciate when you guys welcome me into your ears and listen to me kiki with y'all. So, let's begin. Y'all like this song? I love it. It might have to be my new theme song. And I don't got to pay for copyrights, too. Hey. So, last year, y'all know that I was uh, doing a lot of episodes where um, a lot of the episodes I started off by um, talking about whatever was going on in my uh, in the past I think this week or this season, actually, I'm going to talk about what's going on presently with me. Uh, I also open up every episode with like a popular song or a song by a popular artist, you know, such as uh, Nina Simone or Mariah Carey or so forth. But I don't have any money to do anything at all. My job does not pay me enough to get Mariah Carey's pockets fatter. I don't think she'll mind right now, though, because she's about to get her annual $10 million from All I Want for Christmas is You. They've been playing that song and promoting that song for the past four days. Um, I'm actually kind of over it already. I love Mariah Carey, but that's probably one of my least favorite songs from her. It's a cute song. I could see it being cute back in the 90s, but I don't know. I just don't remember people blasting that song as much as they did. Until probably 2012 or 2011 when she started doing Christmas a lot more. And Justin Bieber did a horrible remake with her. And I'm just like, why? And now they play it to death every year. And it's like, I'm so sick of it. Oh, it's like how I was sick of that. Um, That's what I like song by Bruno Mars. And what's another song uh, I'm sick of? Uh Damn, what's the name of that song? Uptown Funk. Oh, I hate that song. Uh, All I Want for Christmas is You. I don't hate it. It's a cute song. I'm just sick of it. But that's enough of me rambling. Uh, I just want to talk about what I did this past week and we can start. So last week was a lot. It was emotionally draining. I needed to go out this past weekend. So Friday night, I went and hung out with two of my close friends. Uh, from college. Um, I've been friends with them for years. They're married. They just came back from their one-year anniversary. They went to uh, South Africa, which is cool. Uh, So I hung out with them and some of their friends. I went out for hookah. Then, you know, I did some grown people things Uh, (laughs) after that. uh, Saturday, I went to a party, and the party was amazing. It was cool. It was a house party, and I don't know about y'all, but I love a good house party because a house party is you're not out and about. Um, You know a lot of the people or they know the people you know. Um, You don't have to worry about some drunk 
person trying to just get attention all the time, the hookup with people or to like impress strangers. I hate that about going out. Uh, I don't have to pay for drinks. I don't have to pay to go in somewhere. I don't have to worry about uh, dressing up and then I have to put my jacket or article of clothing down somewhere. I don't have to worry about spending mad money to get home and surges. None of that. I just love a good house party. So I did that. However, I love a good pregame even more. Pre-games, especially since college, was like fun to me. That's when your actual core friends, y'all could hang out, chill, drink, talk, and get be excited for the night. And then, you know, the night sucked. You could always post game or you could just like talk about it the next day. But the pregame is always fun to me. So I pre-gamed and at one point I was twerking and I love to twerk. I'm like the... Le Dauphin, <laughs> the heir apparent of twer- twerking. Uh, there, I, I, I don't know men that can twerk better than me. Uh, personally, I don't. Uh, I've heard people who are like amazing or great. I just call myself the heir apparent because I'm humble. And I was twerking though, and then the part of the floor was slippery. So as I'm twerking, I fall into a split. Yes, I can I can still do a split. But this was an involuntary split. So when I fell, both my knees like cracked. And it was just like, oh my gosh, like cracked hard and loud. And I crack my knees, my neck and my back often. Um, You know, because I just have to look, I'm doing this now. Look, see, I just cracked my neck and I could do that with my knees, but this time it was involuntary, so I, it was just a loud crack. I did a split. I was not prepared for it, so by the time I was like, ah, whatever, I couldn't even walk. I had to crawl to the nearest couch, and then I had to get in an Uber to go to this party. After about 10, 15 minutes, I was somewhat able to walk and dance again, but the past three days, I've been in pain. I had to work from home. I make sure you have to go to urgent care later because... A bitch might have to be in a wheelchair, y'all. So that's crazy. But other than that, I'm good. I feel a lot better. Uh, The seasonal depression, you know, I don't know if it's going away. But I do think the holiday season is helping. Uh, uh, One of my best friends just had her son. So I'm excited about that. And I get to see him. Uh, Thanksgiving, when I go to her and her uh, family's house, her boyfriend's house. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited about that. So, with all of that being said and us catching up, let's keep it. So, last week, uh, you know, we were talking about depression. Uh, we were talking about how uh, I really don't trust guys like that, you know, like dating-wise or whatever. I'm very picky. Uh, if I see, like, one bad sign of a guy, whether he is a cheater or if he starts acting cra- I do like kind of crazy I low-keyed saw this video of this gay couple on YouTube and they do prank I don't like prank videos but I watched this one prank video and the boyfriend was like pranking his boyfriend and the boyfriend that was getting pranked on was so upset and distraught thinking his boyfriend was going to break up with him. He's like, I'm not leaving and you're not leaving. And he pulled out a knife and was like, you're not going anywhere. 
that sounds crazy. This sounds crazy, y'all, but I was low-key turned on. I was like, yo, but... <laughs> But um, th- that's clearly not healthy. I mean, it was a joke, and the boy was like, "Oh, you know, it- it's fine." You know, he he doesn't really mean that. He was just really upset and distraught. And everybody in the comments was like, "Bro, like you gonna be on fatal attraction?" But um, but other than that, though, but red signs like abusiveness, cheaters, thieves, someone who's just nasty, automatically like. One time a guy was in the bathroom too long for me. I don't know what he was doing, but he was in there too long. And he claimed he was just, like, washing himself or whatever. But uh, he didn't use a shower. And I don't date guys that do whore baths. So, like, he never got a phone call ever again from me or a text response. And I just... I, I just, I'm just picky about that. I see a lot of my friends be happy sometimes in their relationships. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm having fun by myself dating, uh, being single. But, you know, sometimes it is, you know, it would be like, oh, cool. Like, you know, maybe I should start because I'm getting older. And, you know, 30s approaching. And that is something I keep thinking, like, am I in the right state to be a 30-year-old, you know? Um, by the time you're at the end of your 20s, you would think your life would have some type of balance some type of like a uh, foundation and I still think I'm all over the place you know I'm not really in a career yet I have you know uh, I've like seed planted seedlings of careers um in the right direction but it's like getting that first great job for a career in international relations which I'm really interested in and also uh writing and I just haven't gotten that yet. Um, I know my blessing is coming. I'm not complaining. It's just at 29, you just think like, oh, wow. You know, I don't own property yet. I still live in an apartment. Granted, DC is expensive, but and I just think about my life a lot. And like, you know, yeah, it's good that I have friends. It's good that, you know, I get out. I'm a socialite and everything. But then there's times when I'm by myself, I'm really thinking like, oh, snap, my life is not where I want it or not even where I want it, where it should be, you know, but every day is a blessing. And I tend to spend a lot of time by myself thinking this because I'm the only person that thinks about this. I have friends who are great. They're amazing. They care and everything. But I do think because of the way I was raised, as I told you guys last week, I just learned to keep things a lot and keep them to myself. And I think about them by myself, you know, Um, when I was a kid or how I grew up or was not raised, but dragged up, you know, every time I said something, it got me into trouble or no one cared. You know, it, it caused abuse. It caused anger depression all of that within me and I feel like I got rid of a lot of that or not got rid of but I've dealt with a lot of that I was able to resolve and make peace with a lot of that um however I do think it also developed this personality that I have where you know I don't take a lot of stuff that goes along goes on with me seriously you know if someone would ask me something personal or deep, I like make a joke about it and like laugh it off. Even last week when some of my friends heard about my podcast and they listened to it, you know, they were trying to like talk to me and, you know, try to say, oh my gosh, Kian, I'm so sorry. And I was just thinking, 
it's fine, y'all. Like, I'm over it. It is what it is. You know, all of that stuff. And it kind of took, like, a very short conversation I had with one of my friends. Like, yeah, but clearly some of this stuff is still bothering you. And it's not necessarily you don't for, you know, you're not better. But it's more like you, it's okay to talk to people. It's really okay to uh, be not vulnerable, but it's okay to confide in people, whether it's a friend or a loved one or a family member that you're close with. It's okay to confide with them. There's no reason you should be keeping a lot of your uh, insecurities or anger or your um, disappointment or your feelings to yourself. You know, it's okay to share that with someone in confidence. Um, It's not always the best to just think resolve it by yourself you know you are not uh, you cannot you are probably your worst therapist you know you you have to talk to someone you know some people talk to god i'm one of those people sometimes me talking to god i do feel a little bit better about stuff but then there's also sometimes i just talk about stuff and it's like okay if i don't get a sign from god or i feel like i didn't get a sign from god well what's happening um, I am absolutely terrified of going to a therapist. And I think the relationship that I have with my friends, you know, they I feel like a lot of them and I like to project this image because it's my doing that I'm this confident, cute, young, single person who has hidden talents. You know, I can dance my ass off. I'm very well versed in history, literature. I love uh historical fiction books um i'm like a trivia genius i love going out for trivia nights i'm well traveled i've been to a dozen countries i speak two languages um you know i'm a person of you know I, it's just like ooh, key it's interesting like i like to put all the good and project the good out of me but at the same time anything that might make me look weak or scared or sad i don't want anyone to see that And I didn't realize how bad that was until last year. And I'm not going to say their names, but I have a group of friends. They're probably, they're they're my closest group, like group of friends. Well, my second closest, my two best friends are my closest. But um, they're my, but as far as like a bigger group, they're my closest group of friends. It's about nine of us, but Six of us were at this party last year, and at the time, five of us were present. And there was like a little miscommunication between me and one of my friends. She said that she was joking. I don't really think she was joking, but it is what it is. Um, I forgave her. But yeah, it was just like, you know, we were kind of joking. Not nothing bad about each other, but it was just something I said. And, you know, she just went off. But like she said jokingly, you know, with me or whatever, And for some reason, I just flipped out. Like, I got so upset. I just stormed out the room, and I started bursting, crying. And these women have known me for nine years at this point, and they've never seen me cry. They've never seen me storm out like nothing. Like, I am bawling, and to the point I'm crying uncontrollably. And I have not cried like that since probably my grandfather's funeral when I was 20. And that was seven years prior to this incident, eight years ago from the present. And 
my best friend in the whole group came out to me and she's the only person in the group I've kind of like hinted to her like you know I feel like sometimes I'm not taken seriously and you know she comforted me and then a friend you know who said she was joking she really didn't realize what was going on so she eventually came out and she like apologized and she like I am so sorry. And it kind of dampened the party for about an hour or so. But afterwards, we all made up. We went to this hood ratchet ass bar in Jersey because that's where we were at. Got lit, worked, drunk, everything. And it was fun. But um, yeah, it was it was scary what that happened to me. Even like thinking about it. I'm like, why did I blow up like that? Why did I start busting on crying? My friend didn't say anything bad about me. Uh, She didn't attack me. She didn't. I mean, she she was doing a lot, but she didn't attack me or say anything nasty or rude about me. So I really don't know. And she didn't reveal any secrets. So I don't know why I got so upset. But eventually I had a t- I eventually came to the conclusion that, oh, my gosh, like clearly. Some some she must have hit a nerve or something. I, I don't know. Um, I will say that the night before that, me and another friend of mine I'm very close with, we have the same birthday, and me and him had way more in common with each other than we thought, like a lot, a lot in common. He's probably the person I've had the most in common with my whole life, and it was like really scary and eerie because we had a friendship um, prior, like strictly platonic. We're not attracted to each other that way. Love the man to death, but not like that. But um, we we had a friend. We we were well. We are friends, but before that, we had a friendship, and you know, it was just like a regular friendship. Like we Kobe hung out. I spent the night at his house. He's taking care of me, helped me. Like you know, whatever. Like that. We 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 we've conversed. Had one on one time. Had group time. Everything. But I never had a deep ass conversation with him before, and for some reason he brought we brought up a topic and we just delved in both of us and the thing was we and him spoke from like seven o'clock that night to 4 30 that morning straight and just just talking and it was crazy to the point i cried in front of him and i think i've never cried in front of a friend before except if death was involved death was involved and the next day was when I went to Jersey with my friend. We drove up there and I I guess I felt like, oh, my gosh, I was so vulnerable with this friend of mine, this man. And, you know, I, I'm crying. I felt so relieved and so great because it was like, wow, this is the first time in any friendship I've ever had. I felt comfortable talking to someone about my life and my issues like this stuff is way deeper than what i revealed to you guys last week so it's just like oh my gosh like i was at that point like emotionally raw i guess so i think that when my friend when i felt like she was attacking me i just lost it because it was like oh my gosh i just had a deep ass conversation with someone who's a friend of mine i just let them know the most not intimate, but the most, like, the biggest secret I have, and she, he didn't do anything wrong, but I guess I'm looking at it like, this is one friend that did this, and he was so understanding and cool, and I'm emotionally raw, and then I'm talking to you guys, and you guys are supposed to be, like, my closest group of friends, and I feel like you're attacking me 
um, I made a joke and, you know, she was making it seem like I was being a bum or something because I took a ride with her. That's really what made me upset. And I'm just like, girl, like, I gave you gas money and, you, you know, we we were riding up together and I don't drive because that's a long story. And um, it's not my friend's fault, but that's what I thought at the moment. And for some reason, I just felt attacked and I felt like I just like my inner child just came out. And I just got upset and it was, it was probably the scariest experience I've had in a while outside of, you know, health reasons, like physical health reasons. It was the scariest event I've probably had since my grandfather's death. And when I say scary, it's like it was like it was scary. And not even just talking to my friend was scary. But the fact that I wild out that way, because clearly I'm like something is wrong. And I was thinking this is why I don't like to reveal so much about myself, because clearly it unleashed something or it exposed me to just be sensitive to any little comment or any little uh tick for tack or any little critique or whatever the case may be and it was just really scary for me and i'm just thinking to myself oh my gosh bitch you're crazy something is not i don't want to say not right i don't think i'm mentally ill but i definitely at that point i'm like you know what you might need to see a therapist so and i haven't been brave enough to see a therapist yet um, that episode really scared me, y'all. Like, I'm just like, wow. And I also, um, I've been reading stuff and, uh, looking at videos and someone brought up something and I think it described this situation and me, my relationship to my friends in person is this. People don't like to check on a strong friend. And even in group messages, you know. My friends, they would say something to each other. They're like, oh, I hope you're doing well. Or I'm sorry that, you know, you're not feeling well. Or I'm sorry that, you know, you got fired from your job. Or I'm sorry that uh, you, uh, your 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 mom had her gallbladder taken out. I'm praying for y'all. None of that. And I guess me presenting myself as this strong person that I want the world to see me as. And I'm not no weak ass bitch and all of that. I think that has allowed a lot of my friends and people that love me to be very comfortable to not check up on me as much as I would like them to. Um, it's just like, okay, like, Ken will get over it. Ken will suffice. Ken will survive. Um, and I, I kind of wish that wasn't the case. And I'm not blaming my friends for any of this. That's why I keep bringing up this is me projecting this image to the world. And... I might sound like a hypocrite, but it's like I kind of still wish people would check on me as they would our other group of friends or our other friends that's within our group. You know, I and I felt like, you know, my friend would not have talked to me that way had I been someone else in the group. It's like, oh, you know, it's not that serious, but because it's me, you know, the shady one, the one that's very witty, the one that's like, oh, I could just throw shots and play the dozens all day which i can but it's for some reason i guess that day they were like oh shit something is not right and that kind of came up in another private conversation i had with a friend of mine they're like clearly something was going on that day and 
I didn't want to get specific about the conversation I had with my friend the night before, but it was just, yeah, like I had a very deep conversation with a friend of mine's and it left me emotionally raw. And I guess that when I just heard my friend like playing a dozens back with me or whatever, even though I don't think I said anything crazy. I just felt like I was getting attacked and I just started busting out crying and wilding out. So I don't know. I'm going to say this. If you guys have a friend that, you know, everyone think is like, oh, the funny one, the the strong one, the self-sufficient one, make sure they're taken care of. Make sure they're good because you never know what's going on in people's lives. You know, some a lot of my friends didn't know I had seasonal depression uh, most of my friends don't know that I am a survivor of childhood abuse, physical and emotional. Uh, a lot of people don't know that I struggle with my weight. Um, I'm going to be honest with y'all. Sometimes there was one point in my life I really thought I was an alcoholic. I'm not. Uh, but I was just I was just in, at a bad job that I hated. But, you know, it was causing me to drink every day. And I'm like, ooh. I might be an alcoholic, but once I left that job, my drinking, the the amount I was drinking and the frequency I was drinking plummeted. So I'm like, oh, okay, it was definitely that job. And other people that work at that job were like, yo, I was getting drunk too. Fuck it. The place is the Philadelphia Passport Agency. Um, It's with this company called CGI Federal. I was a contractor. Don't work there because they are trash and they don't care about you. And at the Passport Agency, there are some great people there. There are some great supervisors there. But as far as a culture, it's horrible. I said it. Um... And if they try to sue me or anything, I got the emails and the receipts to prove that they're bad people. So test me if you want. But still, come and check up on me, friends, because I might be sad after this episode just revealing that stuff out there. But yeah, um, yeah, check on your check on your strong friends. You know, your all of your friends, regardless what you think of them, how high you may view them, and I'm not saying high is like a role model, but high you view them. When I say high view of them, it's like, or I'm talking about their confidence. You might look at a friend like, oh my gosh, this person exudes confidence. They're proud of themselves. They're strong. They're witty. They're smart. They're self-sufficient. They can endure. You don't know what someone can endure, you know? And the only image that we have of ourselves is what we put out there. So, and you know, we could be our own worst enemy. And I do think sometimes when we project this image of being self high having a high self-esteem and being a very high confidence sometimes it is a disservice to ourselves because now people have this view that oh they can take anything and i don't need to worry about them or check on them and it's like no you should still check on your friend especially if you have other you guys are friends with other people and you guys are all checking on each other don't just neglect the eighth or ninth friend because you know he or she seems like a strong person because you never know and then god forbid if that person decides to kill themselves and or if they decide to harm themselves or if something bad happens you're going to feel very guilty like damn i should have checked on them more often or damn i didn't know or damn i'm a bad friend because this was all up under my nose had i just sent them that text one day and said hey are you good you know that probably would have made a world of difference 
And it's not like it's not like I'm saying, you know, call or text your friend every day. But if you haven't heard from them in a while, just be like, hey, yo, what's up? What's good? What's going on? Um, if you know they are posting certain things on social media that's out of character or if it becomes too much of a character trait, reach out to them. Say something to them. Um, a checkup ain't never hurt nobody. At least a phone checkup now. Going to someone's house and, you know, there's a murderer in there and they might chop your ass up. That That's hurt people in the past, of course. But, you know, a phone call or a text message won't hurt. Um, unless y'all have one of those secret relationships because your friend, her man or his man or her woman or her man is going upside their head. And, you know... You're, you're, they say, oh, who's this person texting? And they lure your... I don't know. I watch too much Fatal Attraction, y'all. But the moral of the story is to check on your friends. That's all I got to say. So... um, And also, get therapy if you can. Um, Talk to your friends. Uh, and when I say talk to your friends, don't talk to them about some... My man ain't shit or my girlfriend is trash or... uh, I don't like this... Pr- Nothing like that, but like, you know what? I'm not having a good day today. You know, can we hang out or do you have any free time? Do stuff like that is cool. Or, you know, are you free? Can you keep me company for a little bit? Do something like that. That really makes a world of difference. Um, I'm actually having friends over on Friday. I don't know if they're going to be at my house or my friend who happens to live actually a floor below me house, but, uh, I'm excited about that. Uh, it's something that I really need. I just want to have some type of community uh, this weekend. I'm also in town. I'm not going out of town this weekend. So this is week number three. I'm in D.C. But the weekend after that, I'll be back up in Philly. Then the weekend after that, I'll be in the Northeast. I'm not going to get specific. And I think two weeks after that, I'm going to New York for SantaCon. Or three weeks after that. I can't think of the time. But um, yeah, I have events going on. Um, I got some good news yesterday. So hopefully within the next month or so, I have a new announcement for you guys. A good one. Um, And that's pretty much that topic I want to touch on. Also, I also want to bring this up too because I saw something. Or listen to something that um, kind of brought me into um, bring up what I want to talk about next. I am so sick of the stigma of HIV AIDS around gay men. It to me is become it's very disturbing. I think it's already been disturbing. Um, when I was 17, I tried to donate blood and I told I was told I couldn't because one of the questions was, have you had a homosexual sex after January 1st, 1977? I think that's the date they use. So I said, yeah, because I wasn't even born until 1990. So I'm like, yeah. And I was over the age of consent. I was 17, Pennsylvania, ours is 16. And the person was the same age as me. And I'm like. Yeah, I I had, and I didn't know I couldn't give blood. And they're always saying, oh, high risk for us and for this. And I also think that the whole down low or, you know, women don't want to date bisexual men because I don't, 
most of my friends are females and not one of them will date a bisexual man from what they've told me they probably have and didn't know but they told me like if a man's bisexual he won't date them and i'm like why and the first thing is like you know he could bring home something and i'm like so can a straight man he could bring home a baby a std a sti he could bring home debt he could bring home mer like anything so how come when it comes to just a gay man or a bisexual or a man that falls under the lgbtq well i guess it would be a gbtq um spectrum <clears throat> that spectrum excuse me you're so worried about hiv aids but when it comes to a heterosexual man you're not worried and especially if a man had a baby outside of your relationship you should be more worried with that because you know he's not using protection versus i'm gonna be honest i've dealt with a bisexual man for several years, I don't talk to him anymore, but for several years I did. And I would say up until like, no, it was up until a year ago, we've always used protection, always. And the only reason I, and I've only slept with them twice since, you know, I haven't used protection. And that's, and I'm on prep. So I, and you know, he doesn't have a girlfriend, but yeah, he dates other women or he dates women sometimes. Sometimes he messes with guys. Not as, but he doesn't really deal with, it, it's weird, but he, he, he is a bisexual man though. I've been around his people, so I am not no secret, y'all. I've done that before, been a secret, but this person I'm not. But anyway, but it's like, yeah, like, you know, he's it's like why does he have to if he's like dating other women and sleeping with other women it's like if you're I, I i i don't know i don't know if he's if he tells women he sleeps with that he's bisexual only maybe his friends know i don't know but because i'm not in the room when he's with other his other partners or what the case is but um and at the time i slept with him twice you know, he, from what I understand, was not sleeping with anyone else. So, but I mean, people are getting pregnant after dating a guy for three weeks and allow him to move in after one month. But I'm not judging them, but don't judge me. But yeah, I'm just, I'm just shocked by that. That just really blows my mind. And I think I'm going to be more uh, in depth next week about that conversation. You know what I am. We're going to talk about that next week. So get ready, ladies. Um, Yeah. The ladies that don't like bisexual men, men, if you are bisexual or you're a heterosexual man that just like, oh, I know some bisexual guys or, you know, what you just like listening to Kiki with Kian because I'm crazy. Please tune in as well. This podcast is open to everyone. Uh, if you have any questions, suggestions or if you just want to leave any remarks or comments, please feel free to email me. My email is K. C-L-O-R-E-B-Y-R-D at iCloud.com. If you will email me, I will respond. Um, I don't get that many emails. Um, I get some, but not that many. Well, that's not my personal account, so I don't get that many emails. But I get some, though, and I do respond. Um, also, this season, I'm thinking about having an open forum episode, meaning I'm going to invite some friends over not that many probably two or three and we want to drink and kiki 
I'm not drinking right now, but before I started this podcast, I definitely had a tequila sunrise and I made myself a nice little breakfast. Um, I'm technically working from home today, but I'm I'm on my early lunch break. <laughs> and I also just um I injured myself this week and I told you guys, so that's why I'm working from home because I am in pain. Uh not as much pain as I was Sunday. But it's still really hard for me to, like, walk straight. I told you I'm walking like a baby giraffe that just gave birth. So, but anyway, thank you guys. God bless all of you guys. Thank you for kikiing with me. Uh, if you made a drink with this podcast, finish it. God bless all of you guys again. Love y'all. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye.